Hi, this shear is for for Shlaim of Chanabas Noemi Ella, and it is Daf Yud Dalad. We are up to Yud Gimel Amud Beis 13b, about the 12th last line, where we mentioning the Mishnah mentioned that there were 18 decrees um, issued in the attic of Chananya ben Chizkiah. The elders of Beishamai, the Beishamai and Beisila went there and they had a vote and Beishamai were the majority and therefore these 18 decrees we follow in line with Beishamai. My new Shmona also, Davor, so the Gemara asks, what are these 18 decrees? Now, before we go into the 18 decrees, a majority of them was to do with Tum and Tahara and the first Mishnah, which at least 10 items, which we actually going to say, nine of them are nine out of the 18 decrees, are to do with Tuma. So just a little bit of background to Tuma. So we know Tuma is there's certain objects that are Tome and they're the source of, of Tuma and they pass on that Tuma. Now what are the sources of Tuma? And and different level different they're different sources and different levels. The highest level is Aviavosa Tuma, the father of all fathers, and that's a mace, a human corpse. Slightly lower than that is what we call a Avhatuma, and that would be a Nida Zav Zava Mitsaira, a person who is any of those, they are an Avhatuma, and so to a Sheretz or an Avela, a dead Sheretz, and a animal that's died without Shrita is also Avhatuma. Then there's a lower level, Rishon, etc. Now, Tuma works in levels that they pass on the Tuma. But the receiver becomes one lower, one level less. So, for example, if a person touches a human corpse, he becomes a avatuma, aviavot to avatuma. If that avatuma touches, uh, holds something, that atom, if it's makabal tuma, would become a rishon letuma, a first degree tuma, and so on and so forth. Each one can go down a level. Um, not so, yeah. So, some things are sources, and something can only be received. So, for example, a sheretz is an avatuma. If something touches sheretz, who touches the sheretz, it becomes a rishon. Okay, now another important thing is so, we people and kalim, people, utensils, clothes, etc., can become tome, but to arisa, they can only become tome from a av, so they can become a rishon. A Rishon cannot make a person or Kalim Tome. That's Doraisa. But food and drink can become Tome even on lower levels. Now, further regarding food and drink, Chulin, I non sacred food and drink, can become as low down as a Shani. If a Shani touches other Chulin, it won't make it Tome. However, Truma, you know, that's the special produce that we set, that we obligated to set aside for a coin and has Kedusha, that can become a Shlishi. So if you have food that is a Shani or an item that is a Shani, it can make Truma Shlishi. But Truma that is Shlishi can't make other Truma Tome. The, and Ravii, Kodshim, sacred uh, sac- sacrifices can become Ravii, but and again, but that Ravi won't pass it on to anything else. This term we use, Tome, means it is Tome and it can pass on Tuma. 
to an to another item, whereas possible means it's possible, it's invalid, but it can't pass on Tuma. So just back to where it says Truma, which is a Shlishi, is possible regarding other Truma. It cannot pass on the Truma, the Tuma to other Truma. Okay, with that uh, short background to the Doraisa, remember most of the items that we're going to be listing now are Durabonans, so they're stricter than that. Okay, so what are those things? So what are the 18 things? So first we're going to give a list from a, Mish a Mishnah which lists 10 items. The Tanan, as we learned in the Mishnah, Elu Poislin is a Truma, the following can make Truma possible. In other words, what are we saying? That we're speaking about their Shani, which would make Truma a Shlishi. So the following list of items are all Shani. So Ha'oichel, the first is someone who eats Oichel Rishon, the first two are uh, someone who eats food that is Rishon Latuma, first degree Tuma, and someone who eats food that is second degree Tuma. All ten of these we're going to discuss over the next page of the Gomorrah, so I'm not going to go into them now, I'm just going to describe what they are. Um, why is this, well, you know, why is this exera? Because remember, a person can't become Tomei from a Rishon, a person can only become Tomei from a Shame from a av, and we're saying that if a person eats food that is a rishon, or secondly, a person eats food that is a shani, he becomes a shani, and he can transmit food to tumah. The next one is Someone. The third one is someone who drinks tome liquid. Again, basically the same as the above two, that a person should not be able to become tome from liquids from a rishon. Only an Av, and the but Xera that if he drinks these Tome liquids, he becomes a Shani and can make Truma possible. Fourth one, Vahabo Roishovim, someone who puts a majority of his body in drawn water. We're going to see what we're referring to is a person who's been to Mikvah that day. He is if he subsequently puts immerses his body or showers in and say immerses his body in drawn water and something that's not kosher mikvah, he becomes a shani until he goes to mikvah again. The to, um, fifth example, the Torah Nofla Rosha, the Ruba Shlosha Lugin Maim Another person who becomes a shani is a Tahar person, a 100% Tahar person, who showers in three Lugin of water, he becomes a shani. The sixth one, Vahasefer, I Sifre of Tanakh, Torah Nevim and Suvim. They also have the status of a Shani. Third, uh, seventh example is Yedayim, hands. Hands always have the status of a Shani. Yom. The eighth one is a Tful Yom. What's a Tful Yom? So there are many times in the Torah when a person is Tom and they go to Mikvah and they still have remnants of that tumor throughout the day and only at Har of Shemesh at sunset or nightfall do they become Tahar again. So Tful Yom is this person who's been to Mikvah that day but he's not yet completely Tahar. He also has the status of a Shani. Number 9 and 10 is food and vessels. 
that become tome from liquids. As we're going to see in the Gemara, um, that liquids get the status of a Rishon, and, but they can make kalim food and kalim tome, and that food and kalim that they make tome would be shani, which can make truma tome. Okay, now the Gemara is going to analyze them. So it starts with the first one. The first one was that, or even the first two, was that someone who eats a Rishon, a person who eats food that is Rishon, or a person who eats food that is Shani, they become a Shani. It says, Who's the opinion that holds that? A person who eats food that is Rishon, or he eats food that is Shani, he makes Truma possible. I he's a Shani, so he makes the Truma Shlishi, so it can't transfer, but not Tome. So, Omar Rabba Balchana, Omar, Omar Rabba says, Rabbi Yeshua, here it's Rabbi Yeshua, Tatanana, as we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yezer, Omer Rabbi Yezer says, Ha'oichel Oichel Rishon, Rishon, if someone eats if someone eats food that is Tomei Rishon, he becomes a Rishon. If he eats food that is Tomei Shani, he becomes a Shani. Someone eats Shlishi, Shlishi becomes a Shlishi. So we see according to Rabbi Eliezer, if someone would eat whatever level of Tomei he eats, that's what level he becomes. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, no, someone who eats Rishon, and someone who eats shani, they become a shani. Now this is basically our question, and this is the answer before we carry on with Rabbi Yeshua. What do we see? Rabbi Yeshua says that if a rishon or a, if someone eats rish, food that is rishon or food that is shani, to the, a tome in the first or second degree, he becomes a shani. And that's what Rabbi Yeshua has just taught. Then we carry on. Shlishi, if he eats food that is a shlishi, shani, he becomes a shani. Lekoidesh, Sorry, he becomes a shani. Shlishi, if he eats food that is tome in the third degree, shani lekoida, she becomes shani regarding kodshim. The ain shani le truma, but he's not a shani for truma. Now, what does that mean? Oh, sorry. Before we go, yeah. Now, only truma or kodshim. Can, as we, as I pointed out in the introduction, remember, only Truma or Kodshim can become Tomei. Sorry, only Truma or Kodshim can be a Shlishi or a Ravii. And we're saying now, Truma or Kodshim that becomes Tomei is also to eat. So how can we have a case where it says, if you ate Shlishi, If you ate shlishi, etc. So that's what the Gomorrah is going to answer now. And it's going to explain a very interesting concept. Remember, the Kohanim had to be very careful. They had truma around. So they had to be careful not to become Tome. So they would often eat all their chulin as if it was taha, as if it was truma. As if it was, they had to be very careful with its tar. That's chulin shenasu al. Uh, the, the phrase is... Um, Chulin shenas al is truma. Chulin that's eaten as if it's tahor like truma. Now that chulin can become a shlishi, and that's what we're referring to here. So again, since it's chulin, even though it's tome, he's allowed to eat it. Oh, if it's chulin, how does it become a shlishi? Because it's chulin that's treated as truma. 
So he says as follows, We're discussing a case of But now we fuller just to understand this a little bit better. So again, the first point is quite straightforward. If a person eats Rishon or Shani, he becomes a Shani. If he eats Shlishi, he becomes a Shani regarding Kodesh, but not a Shani regarding Truma. So what does that mean? So, Rabbi Shua holds that one who has in mind to protect an object from, has in mind that, the, that it's truma he wants to protect from becoming Tomei, that level of awareness, that level of kavana is not strong enough to be viewed as a protection regarding kodshim, sac- sacrifices. Therefore, any Trumatameya must, if it comes into contact with Kodshim, must be viewed as a Rishon. Because the fact that this Truma actually became Tomei shows us that he wasn't as careful as he should have been with that. It became Tomei at the end of the day. And because his awareness with Truma is not good enough for Kodshim, we can't even look at what level it was. We have to just assume the worst and say that it was a Rishon. Now, So any truma regarding Kodesh, even if he ate Rishon, sorry, it is, sorry, so any time he ate truma that was Tomei, or Shlishi, he ate something that was Tomei, that made him Tomei, granted it was Chulin Shanas Al-Taharas um, truma, i.e. that it was Chulin that he was protecting from becoming Tomei, as if it was truma, when he eats that, even if it's a shlishi, we have to be concerned that it's really a rishon, and therefore he becomes a shani. That's what Rabbi Yeshua said. Someone who eats rishon becomes a shani. And then when he goes and touches the kodshim, he makes the kodshim shlishi. So that's... Uh, that's a okay, very tricky piece, but the primary point is we see Rabbi Yeshua holds that um, if someone eats, and this is one of the Xeris, if someone eats a Rishon or they eat, if they eat food that is Tomei Rishon or eat food that is Tomei Shani, they become a Shani. And then we said if they eat trum, um, something that is Shlishi, they become, granted they can't, transfer their tumor further on to truma regarding kodshim since we ignore their their consideration their guarding of this uh, of this tumor regarding kodshim it's as if it was a rishon and they ate a rishon so they're a shani and therefore the kodshim would be shlishi then now we mention so the first two as we've just been discussing was oichel oichel rishon but oichel oichel shani if someone eats food that is a Rishon, if someone eats food that is a Shani, we said there's a Xaira that they become, um, that they are now a Shani, and any Truma they touch would be to- possible because it's now a Shlishi. It says, my time goes through by Rabon and Tuma. Why did the Rabbis make this decree for Tuma? As we said, the general rule is a person cannot become Tome from food. A person, only an Av can make a person Tome. 
So he's also no the zimdim the achal oichlim to meim v'shakel mashkim the truma. Sometimes he will be eating tome food and he will take truma liquids, for example, a glass of wine. The shodule pume and he'll try to rinse down the food with that. Uh, Wine or posseluhu, and it will make the truma wine possible. Again, he's got tome food in his mouth. He pours some wine into his mouth to help swallow that food. The food, the tome food, makes the truma wine possible. And you're not allowed to make truma possible, so therefore they made that xera. Again, and now because he knows that he's tome from eating tome food, he definitely won't go near the truma wine. Okay, the third example was. The third item in the Mishnah was Shoise Mashkim Tameim. If someone drinks Tome liquid, now my time a Kozrubai Rabbon and Tuma, why do the rabbi say he's Tome? Again, drink cannot make a person Tome. He says, No, Dezimdim, Deshosa Mashkim Tameim, Veshokil Oichlin, Detruma, Veshadi Lapuma. No, because sometimes he'll put some. Um, um, impure wine, tome wine in his mouth, and he will take food that is truma, let's say some bread baked with grain that was truma, which he will then put in his mouth, and the wine will make the food possible. Is this the case with the drink? Is not, isn't that the exact same scenario as the case with the food? I, again, we said if someone eats food, there's a xera that he can't, that he becomes tome to protect it in case he drinks. Truma at the same time. Well, now we've just said with drink, but basically the opposite way around. What's the difference? It says, no, I don't understand this answer fully, but basically the case of having food in your mouth, which might be Tome, and then washing it down is much more common than a case of having drink in your mouth, which is Tome, and putting food in it, food in your mouth while you have that drink in your mouth, which would make the food invalid. I don't know why we couldn't say it the other way around. Okay, but let's go on. The fourth item of the Mishnah. Again, remember the Mishnah said these are items that we made that are for all intents and purposes. Xera that they shiny and therefore they would invalidate truma. It says, If someone puts his head or most of his body in drawn water. A head and most of his body in drawn water. Now as we... Um, my time Why do rabbis make him Tomei? Now, I have to, I don't know if I mentioned this on the, when we brought the Mishnah the first time, but basically, important to note, we're discussing a Tful Yom, we're discussing someone who's just been to Mikvah, and later on in that day, they get in a bath. Now, what's Mayim Shu'uvim? Again, remember, Mikvah has to be from rainwater that collected there, not drawn water, water that's in a bucket. So he goes and he gets in a bucket later on in the day after having been to Mikvah. So he said he's Tomei. Now why is he Tomei? Getting in, once he's Tahar, getting in other water should have made him, uh, Dorais would have made him Tomei. So Amare Bevi, or Bibi, Amare Ravasi, Rabbi said, Nemar Ravasi, Shabit Chilo Hoyu Toivlim B'Meim Oros Mechunasim V'Surachim. They used to go to Mikvah in cave water which was very uh, stagnant and uh, like rotten, it was very yak water. But how you noticed him, Alei Maim Shuvim, and then they would go and have get a have a bath or a shower, or have a shower. Hitchilu v'asam kava, and therefore they started to make the fixed this the fixed practice that you'd go to mikvah and then you'd go have a bath. 
therefore the rabbis made a decree that it's Tuma. Now my cover, what does it mean they made this a fixed practice? Abayah says, yeah, the problem was that they said that it's not the mikvah that purifies you, it's going to mikvah and having the shower that purify you. So Amalei Rava, my nafkamina, Rava says, what difference does it make? At the end of the day, he's going to mikvah. So Elo Amalei Rava rather says, what's the problem? It's not these that purify him, it's not the mikvah that's working. The mikvah's Dirty and gross, and he's probably just going to try get some of his own dirt off. But the primary part of that purifies you is the shower, and that was the problem. People started to think that the shower was the ikar of the mikvah, and some people didn't even go to the mikvah. So therefore, they made this zera that if you go into have a shower or a bath on the day that you went to mikvah earlier, it invalidates your mikvah. You now a shani. Just one question is. A tful yom, someone who's been to mikvah that day and has to wait for night, he's a shani anyway. So what does it mean? He went to mikvah and now he had a bath, so now rabbis made him a shani. He was already a shani. So the answer is that no, he's a shani until he goes to mikvah again. I generally, a tful yom just waits for nightfall and his tar. This person, if he doesn't go to mikvah before nightfall, he's going to be still be tome. He's a he's a New shiny, not just a full yom shiny. Okay, the fifth example was Now, the fifth example was a tahor person. I before we were discussing a tome person, a full yom who went into the mik for the bath. He went into the bath after going into the mikvah became a shiny. Now he's saying even a tahor person that has a shower of three lugin, three lugins, um, generally viewed as a little bit over a liter. He becomes Tome as a Shani. My time, because Rabbi Rabbonin, Tuma, why did the rabbis make this decree of Tuma? Again, he's a Tohor person. So, Te'iloi Ho, Loi Kamaloho. If not for this Gezeira, people would not keep the previous Gezeira. Aye, if Chazal said, said, look, you know, generally when you shower, you farm, but if after going to Mikvah, you shower, you become Tome, people would be like, ah, that's ridiculous, we're ignoring the first one. Therefore, they made this Gezeira that any time you shower, you become Tome, and therefore people would be more careful on the day when they go to Mikvah. But we said, interesting enough, we said, but on the day that they go to Mikvah, even if they have a bath, they become Tome. Why is that? So Chazal said that if you're not allowed to have a shower, but you're allowed to have a... Remember why they're not allowed to have a shower after going to Mikvah? Because it became the standard practice that people, instead of going to Mikvah, would say, the shower is the important point, and that's what they would do instead. So comes along... Chazal and say, you're not allowed to have a shower. But if they just said, you're not allowed to have a shower, but you're allowed to have a bath, well, then people would just start having baths, and that would become the practice. Instead of going to mikvah, people would have a bath. So they stop that by saying, you're not allowed to have a shower and a bath. How do they reinforce that in people's mind? Is that any time a person has a shower, they become tome. The sixth item in the Mishnah is the Sefer. Uh, Sefer Torah, or if you have a uh, scrolls of Nevi Meng Sivi, my time a Gozer by Rabbanon Tumah, why the rabbis declare it Tumah? 
So Amar Hamashar Shabitchilo Hoyu Matzinim as Oichlem the Truma Eitzel Sefer Torah. At first, people used to store their Truma food by the Sefer Torah. For Amru, they said, "Hi Kodesh, for Hi Kodesh, this is holy and this is holy." Kiva in the Kachozu to Kaosuli Seder. But then they saw that it caused the Sifrei Torah and Navim and Suvim to become ruined. Why? Because where you store food, rats go. Now, if rats would nibble on the food, they'd also nibble on the parchment. So Kozru Berabonet Tuma. Therefore, the Rambam's decree that the Sifrei Torah, Torah Navim and Suvim are Tomei as a Shani, and therefore they would make the Truma Tomei, and therefore people would stop storing food by their um, by their Truma. I wasn't sure, I was just trying to, uh, thinking, um, what's, what was going through people's mind that the Sefer Torah is holy, and the Truma is holy, therefore we should keep them together? Like what's, uh, what was running through their mind? Maybe it's just like, I guess you... You, if you, I guess if you have a bookshelf with your novels and a bookshelf with your svarim, you're most likely to keep your tefillin on the bookshelf with the svarim. So maybe it's like that, some, thinking something along the lines of that. Um, the seventh one from the Mishnah is, by your time, hands. Hands have a status of tomei, tomei as a shiny. I mean, this is because hands always wander around. Your hands are always fidgeting and moving around. They touch in places of your body that are a bit sweaty or gross. And therefore, they wanted to discourage people from with their yak hands touching holy trumets, degrading and repulsive to touch holy trumet, which is Kodesh, which is holy, with your dirty hands. So they've said hands have a din of a shani and it would invalidate the trumet. And therefore, people would be careful to do natilas yadayim to remove the tumor. Tana, now just a start. Now we mentioned your dime, so we're going to take a little break and discuss your dime. So it says, Tana, after your dime, Avos Machma Sefer, Poiseles Esa Trumim Mishum de Rebi Panach. From Rebi Panach, we learned that even hands which handle the Sefer Torah can invalidate Truma. A Sefer Torah is a shiny, and when your hands use the Sefer Torah, your hands also become Tomei to the degree that they can invalidate Truma because of Rebbe Panach. Now what's Rebbe Panach? If someone holds the Sefer Torah naked, he is buried naked. If he holds the Sefer Torah parchment with his hands, that's why you notice people are very, very careful not to touch the actual Sefer Torah because of this. This Orum's Achdata says, what do you mean he's be buried naked? Obviously you're going to bury him in shrouds. says, no, what it means is he'll be buried naked without mitzvahs. Below mitzvah How could you ever think that if someone touches, granted it's disrespectful to the Sefer Torah and you should be very careful and you shouldn't. You're telling me that if someone touches the Sefer Torah with their bare hands, they're going to lose all their mitzvahs? No, ela orum below oiso mitzvah. What we mean is naked without that mitzvah. I, the mitzvah he was doing at the time that he was holding the Sefer, holding the Sefer Torah with his bare hands, it's invalid. Maybe it's what we would almost call a mitzvah bobavera. Not a mitzvah, it's an avera. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, what would be example? So, he's learning from the Sefer Torah, learning Torah, one of the greatest mitzvahs ever, but he's holding the Sefer Torah with his bare hands. Very disrespectful. Um, he loses all the schar of, le- of that he got while learning that Torah. Suddenly, he's doing glila. Or Hagba, and he's holding the Sefer Torah with his bare hands, he will lose all his uh, 
reward for for that great mitzvah of Glilo Hagba. Um, once we're mentioning uh, mitzvah Boba Veira, I think we've got to be very careful um, nowadays with what we're going through with uh, the coronavirus, that uh, we often think they're important mitzvahs we have to do. We have to go to shul. We have to say Kaddish. If you're doing these mitzvahs and they can chas shalom cause you to become sick, and we know the Torah says, uh, you have to look after yourself very, very carefully. Or even worse, chas shalom, they can cause someone else to become sick. Then we're not discussing if chas shalom it causes a death, but just sickness and illness could be a very, very severe avera. And it could maybe fall into the category of a mitzvah or bavera, and therefore never mind, you get all the chas shalom, the punishment for causing yourself or someone else to be sick or spreading disease, you would also be, uh, you, it wouldn't even count as a mitzvah. Um, yeah, heavy words, but it's a difficult time and it's something to think about, something important to consider. I mean, obviously, on the other hand, there are certain opportunities now for chesed that probably don't usually come out and we should try take those opportunities to help people, obviously in a very cautious, careful way, where they need help when, especially now when it's so hard to get it. Now the Moros, high cause of Beresha, which Gezeira was first? Was the Gezeira that hands, your Damascus hands are always shiny? Or was it this Gezeira that, um, that a Sefer Torah makes hands a shiny? Which one came first? So Ilema, who goes Beresha, if you want to say it's the one that hands in general are a shiny, kima in dahana, gonsberatia, hotulamali. If you do, if there's a xaira that hands are tome as a shiny, why do you need any further xaira that a safer Torah makes hands shiny? Elahah gonsberatia, bahado gonsberkulo yadayim. says, must have been that first there was a xaira that a safer Torah makes hands shiny. Aye, so no one would touch a safer Torah with their bare hands. And then they added on to that um, and then they added on to that, that to say that no hands always have the status of a shiny. Again, unless you've done a tilasidaim and you've been careful once you've done a tilasidaim that you haven't touched or done anything with your hands that would make you have to do nitilasidaim again. Okay, that's the end of the discussion of your time. Now we move on to the eighth item mentioned in the Mishnah. Tful Yom. We said a Tful Yom is a shiny. And he would therefore make Trumashlishi. Tful the Gomoros, Tful Yom Daraisahu. A Tful Yom is Daraisa considered a shiny and would make Truma. Apostle Daraisa. Dilsiv, as it's written, Uvo Hashemesh Vataher. When at sunset, then he's Tahar. And we learn out there, he's Tahar to eat Truma. I, someone who's a shiny is only allowed to touch Truma when he's at nightfall. So it's Daraisa. So now, oh, what's the problem? It fits in with the rule of the Mishnah. Anything that's a shiny makes truma shlishi and also is because the Mishnah is discussing zeiras and this is doraisa. So he says, no, sami mikan full yom. Actually, you're right. It should be crossed off this list. Then the ninth one is va'ochlim shenitmu b'mashkim. Food that became tome through liquids. So if food became tome through liquids, it's a shiny and it would make truma possible. So now Gemara asks b'mashkim demai. What was the source? Of that made this liquid tome. Maybe it was liquids that touched the sheretz. Now remember, a sheretz, a dead sheretz, is a av. So the liquids would be a rishon. And you're right, 
the food it touches would be a shani, which could make truma shlishi. But there's one problem with looking at it with that way. Basically, that pasuk is telling us that liquids can become tome. So that can't be what this is teaching us. Again, if you had liquids that touch the sheretz, the liquids are rishon to oraisa, and therefore it would make a food that it touches shani to oraisa, and then obviously the shlishi. And our Mishnah is discussing zeros. So ella b'mashkim avos aboy machmas yadayim. No, what we mean is liquids that became tome through a shani, for example, a person's hands. I, a person, had. Tomei hand, Tomei Shani hadn't done it till as a time and he touched a drink, a liquid. That liquid doesn't become a Shani, it becomes a Rishan. And it's a Zayra because you might confuse it with Sheretz. I just as liquids that come in contact with the Sheretz become a Rishan, so to any liquids that we say that come in contact with the hand or other Shani Latuma become a Rishan. And then the tenth item in the Mishnah was very similar to the first one. We've just been discussing food that became tome from liquid. And now we're going to mention utensils, kalim, that's utensils, clothes, etc. Shenitmu b'mashkim, that become tome through a liquid. Kalim de'itmu b'mashkim tamai. This that you're saying kalim became tome from a liquid. How did the liquid become tome? Or what liquid is it? Maybe referring to the liquids of a zav. Remember I mentioned a zav is a avatuma. Now uh, the certain liquids, as we're going to see, like the spit, etc. of a zav, is also avhatuma. Therefore, this liquid, that's avatuma, and it touches kalim. What's the kalim? A rishon. And, but that is the orisa. So it, again, it's not going to be what our mission is coming to teach us. Let's just finish this point. Doraisa ninu dirsiv v'chiyorok hazav betahor. When the zav splits at the tor person, masha biyad tor tomei siloch. But basically, the spit of a zav can make a person tomei. The spit of a zav is an av. But again, if the spit of the zav is an av, then obviously it can make kalim tomei. So Ella Bamashki Maboy Mahmas Sheretz, what we're talking about is liquids that became Tome from a Sheretz. Vigzaira Mishkum Mashkim de Zav, and it's Xaira because you might confuse it with Mashkim of a Zav. I the liquids that come into contact with the Sheretz are a Rishon. And usually a Rishon cannot make Kalim Tome. As I said, remember we said this again, important principle. People and kalim can only become tome from an av. So these re- liquids which are rishon should not be able to become tome. The rabbis came along and made a xera that these kalim, these make kalim a shani. And the reason is, as we said, the liquids of a zav or a avatuma, which could obviously make kalim tome, and therefore all liquids, so you don't get confused with the different types of liquids, we say they make tome, they'll make a tome. Yeah, so just interestingly important to point out, just it will give us a little bit of uh, structure in what we've just been through, is there are actually three levels regarding liquids. There's avhatuma. Certain liquids can be a high level, basically a source of tuma and avhatuma, and those are the liquids of a zav, the spit of a zav, etc. And if that touches a person or touches a 
Kli, etc. It would make that person a Rishon Toraisa because that's liquids are an Av and Av can make a Rish a person a Rishon. Then there's a second level. There's what's called the Rishon Toraisa. We said again, this would be any liquid that came into contact with an Av would be a Rishon Toraisa. So if you had a dead Sheretz that falls into a jar of wine, even if you take the Sheretz out, the wine is Rishon to Oraisa. And then there's a third level, Rishon to Rabbonin. And that's basically any liquid that comes into contact with a Rishon or a Shani becomes a Rishon. So those are the three levels of liquids. Now, just before we go further, up to here we have nine out of the... Yeah, so we've brought the, we, we started off today's daf with that Mishnah listing 10 cases that, um, what, of a Gezerah that made items that you would not expect to be a Shani, that they're a Shani and therefore they can make Truma possible, because a Shani can make Truma Shlishi. And the Chidush was all those cases are only Drabonant or I, so they would not be Tome, or there would be a lower level of Tome that's not able to transmit it. However, so those are the Xeris. Now remember that, that that Mishnah listed 10 items. We took Tful Yom out because Tful Yom was Doraisa and that Mishnah is discussing Xeris. And now we're assuming that we have 9 out of 18 of the Xeris. Remember the whole point why are we discussing all these items, all these Xeris? Because we start off the 18 Xeris that were made in the attic of Hananiah ben Chizkiyahu. And we've done, we want to find out what the, what all those Xeris are, and we've mentioned Naam. Now we're going to challenge if one of those are really part of that list. So he says, You're telling me that this halacha, that hands are considered a shani, is uh, from the students of Shama and Hillel. Shama Behilil Gazur. It was Shammai and Hillel themselves who made the Xerah. The Tanya, as we learned in the Bryce, Yoisi ben Yoezer is trader of Yoisi ben Yochan Yishalayim. Yoisi ben Yoezer from trader and Yoisi ben Yochan of Yishalayim. Gozru Tuma al Ha'oretz Ha'amim. They said, Chutz La'oretz is Tomei. Rashi explains because they were concerned that basically non-Jews weren't so particular with marking graves. Therefore, anywhere in Chutz La'oretz could be a grave. And therefore... Anyone who goes into Chutz Aretz is Tomei, and when they come back to Eretz Israel, they'd have to do the whole seven-day um, purification as if they came in contact with a corpse. So that's the wine Xerinite. But Al-Kli's Chuchis, they also made a Xerinite that Kli glass is subject to Tuma. As Rashi points out, very interesting. Um, um Sorry, that's my train of thought. Oh, the Torah never mentions glass as being subject to Tumor, but the rabbis came along and these Yosi ben Yoezer and Yosi ben Yochanan made a decree that glass is also subject to Tumor. Then Shimon ben Shetach Tikon Ksuba Leishev Gozer Tumor Al Klima Techos. Shimon ben Shetach made a Ksuba for woman and he also decreed that metal becomes Tome. That Rashi points out, we'll discuss in the Gemara later. What does it mean he made a ksuba for Isha? So really, aspects of the ksuba of a woman are 
to Orisa. However, there's a practice in those days that they would put aside, what's the point, one of the primary points of Aksub is that a man will be hesitant to divorce his wife because he knows if he divorces his wife, it's going to be a huge financial uh, burden on him. So he's going to hesitate to divorce his wife and hopefully they'll be able to reconcile. And she won't get you know, kicked out onto the street for a silly reason. Now, one of the practices they used to have is that they would, um, he would put aside money or put aside an item for the ksuba. Now, if you think about that, if you have money in a bank, just sitting in a bank account that you never use because it's in case of the ksuba, well, then there's no real reason to not divorce your wife because that, however much money it is in that account, you never touch it anyway. So what difference? You want to divorce your wife and you don't touch it anyway because it's hers. It doesn't make a difference. So he instituted that all his properties, actual land, becomes bonded to the ksuba. And it will, he'll be more reluctant to divorce. And then now the important point why we bring in this time, Shammai and Hillel decreed that hands are tome. So what do we see? It's not based Shammai and Beis Hillel. It's the founders of those yeshivas. Shammai and Hillel who made the decree that hands are, are uh, a shani. Maybe when we said Shammai and Hillel, we meant Shammai and his group of students and Hillel and his group of students. These 18 zayas that we're speaking about were also were all subject to argument. Beis Hillel said one way and Beis Shammai said the other way. Now what we've just said, and Hillel and Shammai actually only argue in three places. In the whole of Shas, Hillel and Shammai only argue in three places. And interesting enough, Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel, either the Yeshiva movement that followed them, their Talmudim and their Talmudim, Talmudim, I think they're over, there are a few hundred Machloikes. But again, Hillel and Shammai only argue in three cases. They only argue in three cases. And and we're going to mention the three cases, but none of the three cases are whether hands should be, or hands are a shani or not. So that can't be one of the 18 decrees then. It says, says, no, maybe it's the degree. But Shammai and Hillel themselves made a gzaira that hands are shani, but only as a sophic. And therefore, if they touch truma, it wouldn't make you wouldn't burn the truma. You'd have to give the truma. Um, yeah, truma that is tome you burn. Truma that is tahor, it's forbidden to destroy. So maybe Beis Shammai and Hillel made it a sofek. Sorry, Shammai and Hillel made it a sofek, and then Talmidim came along and said, "No, we treat it as a vada, and you can even and you even burn the truma." Says No, Ilfa said that initially Hillel and Shammai made the decree. That hands make you have to burn the truma. So we see that. So that comes. So again, we're still stuck. You told me that it's Shammai and base Shammai and base Hillel. What's a machlokes by Shammai and base Hillel? And base Shammai said that hands are a shiny. But we've just seen that it was actually Hillel and Shammai, and also not an argument. They both agreed, and they made the xayra. So Ella asu inu gozu velo klibu minayva asu tamidim 
says, no, what actually happened is Shammai and Hillel came and made the decree, but no one really accepted it. Interesting enough, if the sages make a decree and the Jewish nation can't handle it and they don't keep it, it falls away. And that's what happened. And then a few generations later, Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel saw the need for it, they made the Xera and everyone accepted it. The Gemara just asked further, he says, Still, so fine, it wasn't Shammai and Hillel. It was their Talmudim. Well, Shammai and Hillel tried to make the Xerah. It didn't work. It was actually Bei Shammai and Bei Hillel who made the Xerah. But how can you say that? It was Shlomo who made the Xerah. The Omer of Yudomar Shmuel of Yudah. Shlomo Shmuel of Yudah. Shlomo Shmuel of Shlomo Shmuel of Yudah. Shlomo Shmuel of made the enactments of an Eruv, i.e. that you're not allowed to carry from one Rishus Ayochit to another Rishus Ayochit unless you have an Eruv Chatzeros, etc. Or he also instituted that hands are shiny and therefore you have to do it until it's your time. Yotzo Baskol V'Omro, Beni Im Chochom Libcho, my son, if your heart is wise, Yismach Libi Gamani, I will rejoice, Chochom Beni V'Somach Libi, V'Hashiv Chulfi Tovar. Asa Shloima, Gozor, so what do we see? Shlomo made this Gzaira. So he says, no, Asa Shlomo Gozor, a Kodshim Basuin, a Gozor after Truma. Shlomo made the Gzaira that your hands are considered shiny regarding Kodshim, regarding sacrifices. Shama Basil will took the vote and made the decree that hands become or shiny even to make Truma possible. Okay, so now we've established, okay, we're happy, and we're happy with that at the moment. We'll leave that. Uh, Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel did make a Xayra on hands, and the Xayra is that hands are a shiny and they can even make Truma possible. Interesting enough, I mean, that's how we, um, you can ask, that seems to be more relevant for Kohanim, why do we do Nutilasadayim before we eat? Um, but we'll leave it there for now.